I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hello and welcome to the All by the Popcorn podcast. I'm Alessandra. And I'm Emily. And today we're talking about a awesome new show that was just put on Netflix like last month or the month before. It's called Never Have I Ever. Yep, it released uh, April 27th. That's what I'm seeing on this uh, poster. Yeah, it was a very exciting drop. Um, I didn't actually see anything about this before Emily said you, you were watching it. And then I saw it on, on my Netflix and I was like, oh, I'm going to watch this. <laughs> yeah, which I find so funny because yours and my preferences or something must be like different on like, it's so interesting what what different people see on Instagram in terms of like movies or just anything really. Like mm-hmm. my little sister gets a lot of like cooking videos and like tons of other things. And, and she said um, like she sees a lot of clay making like crafts and things and I don't, I don't see any of that so it's like really interesting but yeah I had seen never have I ever show up on my Instagram feed um that's probably because I follow like 10 different Netflix accounts yeah um <laughs> I follow like all of them and uh, so it definitely popped up and I was like this looks interesting and you know I love a good I love a good wholesome you know teen show about mm-hmm. high schoolers when it's actually written well. Um, you yeah. know, we, we both really enjoy sex education both seasons. Yep. Um, and this one is written, I think, and directed or produced by Mindy Kaling. Yeah, yeah. So super exciting. Um, love Mindy, and I love the, the stuff that she works on. I was instantly so enthralled with this show. I mean, even from the very first episode... Davy just, I mean, she was so cool, and she just had my heart, like, so much. And I have to say, like, this has to be one of the most, like, relatable slash, like, present, like, teen drama TV shows I've ever seen in my life. I know that sex education is, like, also a really good um, alternative, but that is, like, a completely different world to us because it's, like, a British thing so they're like not as connecting to us like i feel like since davy and her friends are from southern california it was like so incredibly relatable too yeah i'll agree with that um i'll say i have to say the first episode was maybe a little rough to get through until you kind of got used to Mm -hmm. the humor and Mm -hmm. the cadence of everything because i feel like the cadence and the pacing of this show was very interesting. It was shot very simplistically and very, like, almost sitcom-y. Yeah. Like, it, which I really do enjoy because it felt uh, not realistic because it's a sitcom, but realistic because it was very simple and not very, like, exaggerated or all, like, 
you know, with effects and things that it didn't need. Mm-hmm. Um, it was very simple. And, um, but yeah, Davy, she really grew on me a lot. I really enjoyed her character. Um, the mm-hmm. way she would speak in the beginning was a little rough at first. Yeah. But then once you kind of, like, understood her and kind of what she was going through, um, she she grew on you a lot. She's a really great character, and, and I yeah. love her a lot. She's a real, like, it's really funny because all of her and her friends, like, everybody is kind of, like, super dorky, and and I felt like the different kind of representations of characters and kids in this show are, like, way more aligned with any kind of teenage show that I've ever seen. Like, these these people really look like teenagers. Like, they really acted like teenagers, and they were, like really um awkward and weird and uh you know just trying to discover their sexuality trying to figure out their relationship with their parents like it was such a like it really like felt so real and not to mention the um amazing references that they would just make throughout this entire thing like there it was hilarious like the writing was so funny and so present to today yeah, and of course, I felt like the more, the more present things that were t- that were brought up was, of course, brought up by adults, and then it made it almost cringy. Yeah, but, um, but I I found myself laughing out loud just to some of the weird like one liners <laughs> that people would say. Like, yeah. I want to rewatch like, <laughs> it. It was so funny. Like, I li- I literally like think I want to rewatch it again just because of how hilarious it was. I'll I'll probably give it a few months and then probably rewatch it later. Um it I a part of me wishes I had rewatched it before we talked about it, but I I feel like it's still very present in my mind. Um cuz I I think I I think my little sister and I watched it in a matter of like 2 days. Like it was very quick to get through. Mm, and I watched this like a month ago. Yeah, I uh I kind of like trotted it out over like 2 weeks. Like I kind of like took my time with it because I didn't want it to end. And then, so you had told me that by the end you were crying at the last episode. And I watched it in the morning one day and I just like cried, like I cried like the whole back end of the episode. And it was so emotional. And I like didn't expect it to be so emotional. Like when they were scattering the dad's ashes in the in the ocean, um, I was just like, I was really enjoying that aspect and like how wonderful they did that and it just felt so touching yeah and that's another really good thing about this show was how kind of complex you know layered um the show was it it really talked about a lot of things that teens could be going through um one of the gripes i did have with it was maybe it touched on um her father and like mental health a bit more mm-hmm. um, because, you know, Davy and, and, and this was brought up very well. I mean, people were trying to help Davy uh, work through her feelings about her dad passing away and how those were affecting her mm-hmm. negatively. It, mm-hmm. it made her um, made her act par- out a lot, made like. her act out. It made her paralyzed for three months, mm-hmm. um, which I thought was like glossed over completely. And, oh, yeah. you know, yeah. was kind of just was kind of just like a jumping off point. It was it was very I don't know. It felt it it was relevant. I understand that, but it just the way that they portrayed it made it seem very 
irrelevant mm-hmm. until we kind of delved more into her father passing and how that was affecting her mm-hmm. and how she was deflecting thinking that you know she just needed to have a boyfriend and have sex instead of dealing with her these emotions for her father well i thought that nisi nisi nash like as the therapist was really great and she like would blatantly say these things to sum up what we're thinking about what davy's doing in like She'd be like, exactly that. She would say, well, I think that you're deflecting so that you don't have to say that you miss your dad and that you're having a hard time with his death, you know, understandably. Um, why don't we discuss this? And then David would be like, no, that's not it at all. I just want to have sex with Paxton. And, you know, it's like, well, we know you, Davy. We know that you're a child and this is really hard for you to deal with and that you should talk about it. Um but I did like that that she went to Nisi Nash for that. Like I wish she was in it even more. Like like I agree. Yeah, and and even for how quick the ten episodes were, I I felt like it went on. Like even though I'm I watched this in like two days, it felt like it was a very long, not long as as if it was like droning droning on, mm-hmm. but long as like a very well thought out, very well timed out story because yeah. we also got to see. Um, still talking about Davy, her relationship with Paxton kind of grow. And it, I felt yeah. like it grew in a very relatable and very well-paced way. I yeah. mean, you know, she starts off by being very upfront with him, saying, you know, I'm into you. Mm-hmm. Um, I know we could never be together, but do you just want to have sex with me? Just because yeah. she was just deflecting. Yeah. And, and then, you know, when that didn't pan out, because, of course, she was too nervous to do anything. <laughs> well, of course. Um, of I course. Like, oh understandable. Davey! Like, I just was getting so cringy. I was like, oh, my God! <laughs> oh, my gosh. I know. And then when they were researching everything, yes. she was like, I don't want to pee during you. <laughs> so funny. <laughs> the the lines so are funny. hilarious. And that they, they really just, like, are trying to figure things out. They don't really know everything, but they think that they do. They're just so silly. Well, yeah, because they're very smart girls. Like, these are... They're very smart school-wise, but they're mm. just not very smart <laughs> um, in other in other ways of knowledge. Yeah, um, yeah. But... But yeah, but then of course, you know, things don't really work out with Paxton. They're getting too close. So Paxton kind of like um, holds it off. Like he's like, oh, maybe we shouldn't do this because now we're just we're just getting too close. And this is supposed to just be like a like a non-emotional thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. But then they like become friends and mm-hmm. it, it was a very great progression um, and in their relationship. And I thought that was very well done. I also really enjoyed the relationship she had with Ben and how he was her counterpart in a lot of ways. But you could totally tell that, like, well, he, he's a really cute guy. And, I, you know, you're like, well, Davy should be with Ben because the two of them have had uh, more of a relationship, like a back and forth for a long time. Um, and so, like... Especially at the end when she got with Ben, I was like, well, that's the right choice, Davey. Like, I know that we're kind of supposed to be watching this show and be like, oh, she could have been kissing Paxton. And Paxton wanted her to come over, but it's like, too late, buddy. (laughs) Well, and 
And I, I really I really think it's just up to Davy. I really don't think there was a right or a wrong guy. I mean, no, yeah, she was yeah. she was really getting to know Paxton. She of course she'd known Ben longer and they'd have their their fights and their gripes and their competitions. Um and yeah, they had a lot of chemistry together and um Ben still needed to kind of figure his stuff out, you know, with his feelings towards his father and, you know, his himself, um, his self-esteem. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but yeah, I mean, it made sense. The way that, the way that things were kind of going between Davy and Ben made a lot of sense, too, because it was written very well. And yeah, yeah. And just Davy needed someone to be there for her, not just being a hot side piece, um, which I really don't think. I mean, I'm pretty sure she thought about Paxton like that for a majority of the show. But if they if they'd kept hanging out, I'm pretty sure it would have it would have developed into more than just that. I also really like the um, just the amount of backstory and development we get from so many of the characters in this show. I mean, there's there's a lot of characters and they all have so much going on in the background including her cousin Kamala and her friends Eleanor and Fabiola and like even her mom is it has an her own background so it's like really great because we have like this entire cast of people of color mostly you know except for Ben like practically everyone in this show is a person of color and it's like great because they have such more like they have really interesting stories and like interesting family dynamics and you know it's it's a really wonderful show and i just enjoyed it from the beginning yeah especially when we got to look into like um davy's at davy and her family's like culture their religion like Mm -hmm. all the the events and the festivals that they get to go to the ceremonies Mm -hmm. um was very amazing to watch and i really enjoyed learning a lot about that and um and and yeah everyone really seemed to have like there were so many different points of view being given in this show like even when davy's mom and ben had their little encounter like that was that was a very meaningful like nothing felt meaningless everything felt very purposeful and very well written and very needed because you ju- it's not just seeing things from Davy's point of view. It's mm-hmm. seeing things from her mom, from mm-hmm. Kamala, from Fab, from from even Fab's mom. Like it's it's yeah. all it's all important and it's all included and it's really great. Yeah, and although like the characters did get kind of like cartoony sometimes i think it was definitely in the yeah. name of comedy like there were some hilarious lines and like you know but it had that background of heart so much um just i just got the lines are so funny there's this one line that i just cracked up so hard at where um fabiola came out as gay to eleanor and and then eleanor was like wait so are you kristen stewart in twilight gay or kristen stewart in Charlie's Angels gay. And it was like, so, like, what's your type? Like, which Kristen Stewart do you like more? I was just laughing, like, so hard. Yeah, and just judging by, and I already knew her answer before she even said it, because, you know, she really liked the girl with the short hair. And I was like, the short blonde hair. So I was like, (laughs) obviously, Kristen Stewart and Charlie's Angels. I mean, who wouldn't love Kristen Stewart and Charlie's Angels? We we remarked on that in our Charlie's Angels podcast. (laughs) Oh yeah, Kristen Stewart was no for how bad that sh- that movie was. 
Kristen Stewart was badass. <laughs> all, all the girls were. All the girls were. Yeah, that's um, true. Yeah. So but funny. yeah, again, a, some really great one-liners, some really great, like, just random, like, even even that one um, kid that was in the orchestra class, and he had his weird little lines. Um, oh, yeah, and like, his funny shirts. Yeah, and his funny yeah, shirts. He was always, like, he was always, like, needing to go to the bathroom, or, like, he's, like, smelling something bad, or, like, like when he was Yeah, in or he the... goes to the bake sale, and he's like, I heard if the bake sale was done, you can come over and have what's left. And they're like, who did you hear that from? And he's like, around. <laughs> <laughs> and he just wanted free, like, bake sale food. Yeah, he's like, it smells like shit over here. And he's like, what do you mean it smells like shit? He's like, come over here. It smells like somebody took a dump. I, yeah, like that. Oh, so funny. Some stuff was a very cartoony and a little out of hand. Um, but Yeah, yeah, definitely. But I will agree with you that it's still, the heart of it all still felt like it was there. Um, Even and, when John, with John McEnroe's, like, great narration, there was, like, the comedy with the whole juxtaposition that this is, like, a man in his, like, 70s who's narrating about this young indian girl it's like there there's just so much comedy in that and then having that whole episode dedicated to just ben where um uh what's his name uh was the voice instead um andy samberg was like the narrator instead and he's like i'm andy samberg (laughs) i'm narrating this instead of john McEnroe for today like it's so great oh yeah i forgot that happened but what episode did that happen? It was the one where Ben, it was like that one episode where we got to know Ben more and like his life and um, oh, what his parents right. were like around him. And then um, him going to the, he was confused after Davey like kind of blew him off at the, the Model UN thing. Oh yeah, after they were supposed to, <laughs> they were supposed to, um what is it like like come to an agreement they were supposed to to come together like be allies and then yeah and then davy's like i want to nuke the united states and she's like nuke the united states (laughs) she's like a really small country i don't remember what country she was but it was like a really tiny country oh that's right oh yeah i oh man i can't remember what it was it was like new guinea or something yeah it it was Um, kind of like unrealistic how hot her parents were like her dad like Davy's dad is like so beautiful and like Paxton was like so unbelievably gorgeous I was just like where are wow <laughs> you see I I want to say that too but then I mean maybe Paxton obviously like Paxton's um objectively very attractive obviously and that's why he was chosen to be paxton but i thought there was a part of him that was still very realistic as well like even though yes he was supposed to be the the jock the hot jock and he would say that he's like you know i'm supposed to be this hot jock but of course (laughs) we learn a bit more about him that he's that he's he's really um like he gets concerned about Davy when she, you know, gets bit by a coyote at the party, and yeah, when Davy meets his sister, stuff like that. Yeah, when Davy meets his sister, who works at Old um, Navy, that makes so much sense. It's like, it's just such a Southern California vibe in so much of this, of this show. Yeah, 
coyote. Yeah. God. She got, <laughs> then she got she like thought the really, coyote was her dad. She got like <laughs> she, really drunk or something, and then she thought the yeah. Co- yeah, that was so silly. Her, Davy like consistently made these choices where I was like, "Girl, wrong, cho- wrong choice, Davy." Like every time. <laughs> yeah, let's let's not let's not do that right now. <laughs> and the way she would blow off her friends really bothered me too because like. You're, like, watching this, and you're like, Davy, no, like, your friends need you. Like, they're going through so much right now, and you're not there for them. And the fact that they, they forgive her, which is, like, I think they're really too easy to forgive her. Like, she kind of fucks up <laughs> several A times. Lot. I mean, yeah. she's very selfish. Yeah. And she just really thinks that her her problems are more important than anyone else's. And it's it's very selfish of her to say, yeah, I'm really surprised that they... <laughs> that, that they forgave her um but you know maybe it was just because they needed they needed that space apart like davy needed to think about what she had been doing yeah and and make amends because yeah she uh she was all over the place she was she was she was funny she was very funny yes like everybody yeah. was very funny the delivery of of the lines especially by the actress who plays davy um Maitri Ramakrishnan. She was hilarious. Maitreyi. Maitreyi. Yeah. And kind of like that that 360 that kind of came in towards the end. Or not 360. Mm-hmm. The 180 that kind of happened towards the end with like her mom when we kind of saw that backstory. Yeah. Of, or like that back, that um, flashback of, yes. you know, what her mom had said about Davy being, you know, a problem and being a nuisance. Um and Davy just thinking that her mom just ultimately doesn't like her. Yeah. And then them kind of having this this back and forth um, when they're really both in the same boat. I mean, they were both hurting mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. because of her husband's death, Davy's father. Um, and they just both... And I, I like that scene when the mom goes to the therapist and she's like, you know, what am I paying you for? You're not helping my daughter. Right. And she's yeah. like, well, maybe you need. And she's holding the ceramic. Yeah. <laughs> holding the ceramic pot. Yeah. And she's like, she's like, why are these even here? What is this for? And she's like, they can, they, they're soothing to people. <laughs> and she's like holding it. And she's in therapy. Like, it's like, this yeah. is. It was all necessary. I mean, the mom needed it too. She thought that you know, just Davy needed it because she was acting out. Mm-hmm. Um, but but they all needed it. They all needed to communicate and share their sadness for the passing of for the passing of her husband. Yeah, it it just was like kept kept bringing it back to that, and I was definitely like really sad to to see, and especially at the end, it was like really touching and heartwarming. Yeah, I really liked the end and then kind of how it kind of came full circle with with John, John McEnroe mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and him like yelling to be like, don't start, don't start, because he's got an obnoxiously loud voice. I know, it was so great. Yeah, and just the fact that it all kind of tied together at the end, like it, it was very quirky, it was very weirdly written, but it all, <laughs> it all rounded out very well. Yeah. And... It it like it didn't leave you with any questions really at the end until you know you kind of just ask yourself what's going to happen in season two. Yeah, like Which, I, I don't, has I, it been has it been announced that they're going to have a season two or not yet? I have no it's idea. Too but soon. I, I really hope so because like I I love this show. Like I thought it was like 
amazing and I would love to have a second season. Like I can imagine it would be it would be an awesome second season. Um it's just having more more to to dive into with um Paxton and and his whole background and like having this kind of like love triangle situation. I'm sure that's going to happen. Um but then again, you know, with this show I felt like there were times when I thought I knew where it was going and it completely didn't end up being what I thought. So that's what I loved about it because it was really hard to predict and I kind of just enjoyed the the ride that it took me on right from the beginning. Um, you know, especially with, with the, the character Davy, like from the beginning and the outright being like, I want to have sex with you to Paxton just, like, outright saying it. Like, I never thought she was going to do that. And she's just, like, she did that, and I was just like, oh, <laughs> you know, like, all the, a lot of the things that Davy did and all of her friends did, I was just so, it was so shocking and fun to watch. Yeah, and and even though one of my main gripes with the first season was, you know, maybe not delving enough into, into her father's death and how it kind of, like, and... And that makes sense now, because if there is a season two, like, there could be more. Mm-hmm. That kind of... Because, I mean, yeah, even though her and her mom made amends and they spread his ashes and kind of said goodbye, because that's kind of what they hadn't been doing the whole first season, like, something else could be could be holding Davy back from something. Because there were multiple things that, that affected her life when her father died. It was her playing her harp and... Um, and... I guess that was... Well, no... She stopped, what all did she stop doing? She stopped playing her harp. Mm Mm-hmm. And she, she like, didn't, um, she didn't really talk to her mom, but she definitely stopped playing the harp. Relationship with her mom. Well, what I'm trying to say is, I guess, more, more could be delved into if there's another season. Mm -hmm. Um, and I really enjoyed, like, yeah, with, with it, with it being called Never Have I Ever, I thought it was going to be a very different show just because you know when you're talking about and and even though the because isn't it kind of like the opposite of how never have i ever actually works like you play never have i ever to see what people have done and in this she's still kind of it, it it could go both ways like she's like never have i ever had sex with paxton hall yoshida like she still doesn't mm-hmm. like it's it's kind of working opposite towards itself. I don't know. Never Have Ever has always confused me as a game. The game, well, you're. it's hard because you have to think about things. That, so basically the way it works is you hold up five fingers and you say to the whole group, never have I ever, like in your case, you would say, never have I ever gotten a tattoo. And then I would have to put one of my fingers down because I got a tattoo. Does that make sense? Oh, so is it kind of like you're trying to make other people lose their five fingers first? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So it's, it's not necessarily. It's like a combat. Yeah. So like, if you lose your five fingers, then you have to drink or whatever. Like, it's it's not necessarily like sh- it's kind of like shaming other people for having done things, but then it's also like saying, you know, I haven't done this thing, but maybe you know somebody else in the in the group has, um, or if it's like things that. It's interesting to see who puts their fingers down, depending on what you're saying, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I'm just going to read some of the trivia here. There's only two, but they're pretty interesting. Um, That's it? Yeah. 
Okay. Uh, it says, during an April 2020 interview with Terry Gross on the national public radio program Fresh Air, Mindy Kaling said that the element of the series' plot in which Davy develops temporary paralysis in response to her shock and grief over her father's death was a true story from the real life of the brother of the show's co-creator, Lang Fisher. When we were talking about the series, there were so many teenage series about love and sex and all that, and we were very interested because we had parents that died unexpectedly in talking about grief and how grief manifests itself. And Ling's brother, after her parents got divorced, had about four months when his legs were paralyzed. And then all of a sudden, they started working again, and they went to every doctor, and they went to every psychologist, and this was a serious thing, and researching it. This was just something that happens to people, particularly young people, sometimes after trauma. So that was hard to resist something to talk about. And after she spoke to her brother and got permission, we felt we wanted to use it in the series because we thought it was a very fascinating physical manifestation of a teenager's grief. Wow. So you did mention that. I did. And it was, and it was so, it was so relevant to the creators of the show interesting yeah um the second thing is about darren barnett who plays uh paxton yoshida hall hall yoshida uh during an april 2020 interview with vulture darren barnett said that when he first auditioned for the role the name of the character was just paxton hall but after showrunners mindy kaling and lane fisher overheard barnett speaking japanese with assistant director yugo ogata they approached him to ask if they could change an aspect of the character's biography to match his own life he says, my mom's Japanese and my grandmother spoke to me growing up a little bit. And it took, it, I took it in, two, in school for two years. So if I get a chance to do it, like I practice it. And then and Mindy came up to me and they were like, well, you're speaking Japanese with Yugo. I was worried I was getting in trouble because we went through sensitivity training. Like you can't do accents. You can't do impersonations. <laughs> and they were like, do you mind if we make your character part Japanese? And that's how Paxton Hall Yoshida was born. <laughs> That's so cool. It's great because, like, his name is used a lot in the show as, like, part of the funniness of, like, they keep saying, like, Paxton H.Y. a lot, which is just adorable. And I think it really, like, helped out with, like, how they saw him and everything. Yeah, and also how they would say his full name, just like he was a celebrity or something. Like, yeah. But they would, they would do that with a lot of people, too. Like, they mm-hmm. would even... Well, with Ben, I don't think she called him Ben Gross. I think she either called him Ben or or Gross. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So silly. Um, yeah, so I just, like, right. I love this show. Thanks, Mindy Kaling and Lang Fisher. I truly think that people who, who see this show who can totally um, relate to Davy and any of her friends, like, this is, like, amazing. Like, I think we really need more shows like this with people of color as the leads like straight up yeah exactly and that reminds me of this one of this line that i liked uh what is what is her drama friend's name uh, eleanor eleanor yes she's so funny yeah when they come in and she's like guys i thought we were dressing hot today and she comes in and she goes <laughs> i know i did a good job and she goes it's me sexy flapper girl she's like my yeah. grandmother died in this dress <laughs> She's wearing like a flapper outfit. It's like, it's just like, like a flood so hard. 20s outfit. <laughs> so silly. Yeah. And I mean, her story was really great too with like her mom um, kind of like dumping her to go be yeah. on, a, on a cruise ship, but then not even being on the cruise ship because they, because what they like, they like fired her or something and left her somewhere. Yeah. Like, 
She wasn't just, really an actress. She just was a struggling actress. Yeah, and the fact that her daughter actually had talent, like, mm-hmm. almost um, made her jealous. And mm-hmm. she kind of, like, left. Like, she couldn't be around to support her if if she thought that her daughter was more talented than she was. Which yeah. is yeah. real messed up. And it reminds me, like, of when we watched um, Always Be My Maybe, where the they were defying the asian asian stereotypes um you know of parents who are really hard on their kids and things like that um because that's the same thing that happened in that movie where uh, ali wong's parents just kind of like ditched her and they didn't really care about her i mean but they did but they just like weren't as engaged in her life as um as the opposite character was um and so it was right. like totally defying those asian stereotypes in the same way with eleanor like her mom just like kind of ditches her and it's like i know we can tell that her mom loves her but she's like jealous of her own daughter and she doesn't even like want to be in her daughter's life because she's like too engrossed in her life you know it's kind of crazy yeah lots of lots of very complex characters in writing it's uh it's a lot to it's i want to say it's a lot to take in but it's really not they they really make it digestible yeah like it's it's really not too hard to take in, but like you still, you still feel it, and you, and you know it's there. It's not like it's glossed over. Yeah, yeah. Um, I did like Kamala too. I thought she was really cute, and her relationship with the the guy from, like, uh, what school did he go to? It was it was like, uh, Cal Poly Slow or something, and it was just so silly. The, the fact that, like, she had to, like, hide him upstairs and that the mom didn't get upset with her for hiding the, the boy and them trying to sneak him outside. It was so silly. Yeah, and and the fact that she ended up just breaking up with him because, you know, he was, he was trying to be too serious, where Kamala, she's more interested in her career and, you know, she doesn't really want... Um, anyone you know holding her back not in not in the fact that you know he he would have held her back but you know there's a lot of traditional mindsets in in the family that she's living with and she doesn't want any of that she doesn't want to be a housewife and prepare meals and basically act like someone's mom Mm -hmm. act like her husband's mom she wants like she has her own opinion she has her own dreams and her own career path that she wants to follow that's that's a lot more important to her and i and and I'm glad that Kamala kind of turned into that and how Davy ended up respecting her because at first, mm-hmm. which I mean, we learned that she's, that she was a rebel before Davy even knew. So when, mm-hmm. so when Davy finds out, it's, it's real funny. I, I really like, <laughs> she's, she's like, damn Kamala. Like, it's <laughs> yeah, so she funny. does say that a lot. <laughs> so she funny. says like, damn, like, yeah, damn Kamala. Like, it's so funny. Oh, yeah. I, I love Davy. She's hilarious. She's so sassy. She's yeah, so great. She's really sassy. Yeah. She's she's really great. Um Yeah. Yeah, so that was never have I ever. Really, really fun show. Uh highly recommend if we didn't spoil <laughs> spoil everything for for any of you uh what for well, listening. Sorry. Watching, listening. Goodness. Mm-hmm. Um yeah. Uh, do we want to do the uh, plot keywords? Oh, sure. Yes. Are they on here? Let's see. <laughs> There's only three. Oh. <sighs> yep. Teenager, school, and friendship. Oh, man. Okay. I need to write this down as the 
as the movies and shows that I need to add more plot keywords to. At least there's no lewd ones in the, in there. <laughs> They're like pretty general. <laughs> I guess there's no meta score. No, I don't think <laughs> there's a meta score because it's a it's a show. Yeah. <laughs> But it's got it's got an eight out of ten stars from the people who rated it on uh, IMDb, so that's good. Yes, so a lot of IMDb users enjoyed the show, mm-hmm. which is great. Which is real great. I guess that's it. Do we have anything else to talk about? <laughs> no, I, I really don't. Go watch the show if you haven't watched it already. Uh, if we haven't convinced you to watch it. And uh, we're, oh, we also want to promote just uh, some ways you can help out in the community during this time right now. Um, Yes, we would like to provide some resources to where you can help with all the uh, racial injustice that's happening right now. Um, We'll we'll leave a link in in our description, but um, we want to leave the website uh, blacklivesmatter.com. C-A-R-R-D dot C-O. Um, it has a great, uh, updated a lot, a uh, list of petitions you can sign, numbers you can call to help raise awareness for um, black citizens that have been murdered needlessly because of police officers and police brutality cases um, and places that you can donate and a lot more resources for you to look at and help in any way that you can because we need all the help we can get to fight this because it, it needs to end. Well said, Emily. Thank you. Yes. And uh, if you enjoyed Never Have I Ever and have anything to add, please leave a comment. You can leave a comment on SoundCloud um, or Facebook. Just search All By The Popcorn Podcast and like our page. Uh, if you want to leave a review for a little show we have here, it'll really help others to find us. Um, you can rate us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or Stitcher. And um, if you need notifications on future episodes that we release, you can find our social media. We have Twitter at By the Popcorn and Instagram at All by the Popcorn Podcast. And we do have merch. Um, yes, I just put up the recent merch with our new um, logos on there. So I will share that on our social media so you guys can all see. There's some amazingly fun things on the Red Bubble with our new logo on it. Yes, Alessandra made a beautiful new logo for us. It is so adorable. It fits the show perfectly. (laughs) I love it so much, Alessandra. I can't even tell you how much I love it. I love seeing it, too. It makes me really happy. (laughs) It's it's a real great new look for us. And if you like it, go ahead and support us by buying our merch. Um, And we do have a YouTube channel. Search All by the Popcorn Podcast and subscribe to our channel. Um, We're just putting up all of our previous episodes first, so just audio uh, with some sort of visual, but we do have plans to do recordings of ourselves, recording our episodes, and maybe even doing a live recording mm-hmm. um, through streaming. So a lot of good stuff to look into, um, to look forward to. And uh, thank you all for listening. Thanks for listening. All Talk right. to you all next time. Bye. Bye. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. 
Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 